The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. Hello, welcome to Grace in Focus. It is good to have you here with us today. As we continue our study in the book of Ruth, we'll be looking at Ruth chapter 3, the last part of the chapter, and the first part of chapter 4. Bob Wilkin, Philippe Sterling, and Ken Yates will be our discussion leaders today. I'm sure you, like everyone else, has come to a point in your life many times where you are not sure either what God is doing or how He's going to do it, or how much time it will take. It's during those times that our text today is going to exhort us to sit still, and that must be the hardest thing to do sometimes. You'll hear about it next in today's discussion. I also want to encourage you to go to our website, faithalone.org, and see there ways that you can give to our ministry, ways that you can be more informed through our products and our magazine and our events, and you'll find it all at faithalone.org. Now, let's get into today's discussion, gentlemen. Welcome back to Grace and Focus, and uh, Philippe and Ken and I are finishing up Chapter 3 of Ruth, and we're going to move into Chapter 4. So, we ended the last time with Boaz being very favorable toward marrying Ruth, but he's telling her that there's a nearer relative, and so she's to wait until morning, and he's going to arrange a meeting with that near relative to see if that near relative insists on marrying her. And if not, he wants to marry her, right? Exactly. He says, I will do it, but there's somebody else, and we have to make sure this is done right, even oh. if it means that I'm not the one. Again, this is kind of a risky encounter and everything, and he says, okay, well, go to sleep. You know, it's a little bit after midnight, you know, just stay here. Go to sleep because he doesn't want her to leave in the middle of the night and to make her way back you know, to where Naomi is because that would be risky. So he counseled her to stay out there and then to get up early in the morning. As that happens, you know, people around began to see that there was a woman there, Ruth was there, Boaz was there, and Boaz actually gives instruction. Don't go around gossiping about this. Right. You know? And they honor Boaz enough, I think, that his servants will protect him. Don't let anybody know that the woman came. And then he gives instructions to Ruth, bring your shawl with you. And then he loads it up, it just says, with, with six of barley. We're not quite sure what that refers to, whether it's six ephors of barley, but a whole lot of barley, as much as she could hold in a cloak. Wow. Uh, you know, there. And he says something interesting. Ruth will report that. We don't read that from Boaz himself, but Ruth will report when she shows up with Naomi. She says to Naomi, the man told me, do not go empty-handed to your mother-in-law. Wow. Now, earlier, what had Naomi complained about? You know, I went out full, but I returned empty. And here Boaz says, don't go back empty-handed. So that picks up again. Again, we see God working encountering what Naomi had complained in her, in her lament, what she had la- lamented, God, in essence, to Boaz, counters. That's great. You know. But even more than that, what is barley? It's seeds, yep. right? And so here's an implication of, of seed, uh, you know, that's, that's occurring. The Abrahamic uh, covenant yeah, and uh, ultimately to, to be a blessing. And will Boaz be the one that will provide the seed, in essence? That will lead to David, that will fulfill the Abrahamic blessing. Ruth goes out and reports 
all of that. To Naomi, so that brings us to the end of chapter three of this episode, the third scene of the episode. So Naomi says, sit still, my daughter, until you know how the matter will turn out. For the man will not rest until he has concluded the matter this day. So here's something that's interesting, too, by way of application. Once we've done everything that's for us to do, we've prayed to God, what can we do? Wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord. Sit still. It's in the hand of God. It's in the hand of people. Will people do the righteous thing? And Naomi is, is really hopeful. She knows Boaz. He's not going to rest until this is taken care of. And as far as it depends on Boaz, it's going to be done right away. We're going to sit still, but Boaz is not going to sit still. Yeah. He is going to step up to do what needs to be done. So that's the way the third episode ends. So in the development of the narrative, okay, there's tension there. How is it going to be? Boaz is willing. There's a new relative. How is it going to end? Okay, but now the fourth episode begins at the gate. What is the significance in the Old Testament to meetings that take place at the gate? What's that about? Well, the gate will be the equivalent for us of going to the courthouse. You know, that's where business was conducted. That's where even with kings, you know, kings will go to the gate, you know, where to give people the opportunity to come before them. And the elders would gather here, right? right? So the, the town would say, yes, we're, we're a witness to what, have, what has happened, right? So we're talking about official legal business that will transact. So they're getting a marriage license at the courthouse, more <laughs> or less. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and more than that, you know, the whole matter of the inheritance of Limelech and Naomi, everything's going to be decided. It's not just the, the marriage itself. It's going to be the whole matter of the disposition of the land. So that takes us into episode four. What will happen? So the scene here is the gate of Bethlehem. Now, we're talking about a small town. Right. Uh, Two, everybody will know each other, but that's where business will be transacted. And so Boaz goes up and sits down there. And behold, again, this is another, again, this this beholds here. We saw that in chapter 2 when Ruth was in the field, meaning behold, who comes up? You know, it's it's Boaz. And here, again, this parallels that. Behold, the guy just happened to be walking by. Yeah, behold, the guy just happens to to be walking by. In a book where names, people are named very significantly, Elimelech, Naomi, Marlon. God is uh, my king. God is my king or God is king. Either way. So people are named. And, of course, it's going to end with a genealogy of particular names. But no, this close relative. He's not, not even named. named. He's just actually, he's just, the, the expression is so-and-so. You know, <laughs> behold, you know, so-and-so. You know, <laughs> just happens to come by. And that's an indication of what's going to happen. He's called so-and-so because the man who will refuse to hold up his leverage marriage is going to go unnamed. Okay. And just think, if he's a believer. And he's in the kingdom? Yeah. You know, he'll be knocking himself in the head saying, man, I blew it. Yeah. I could have been in the line of Messiah. I could have been in the line of the Christ, yeah. right. Incredible opportunity, you know, that he passed up because he wasn't really to offer short-term sacrifice, you know, for long-term gain. Because it would have that cost him financially, right? Uh, yeah. Well, what would have happened, he would have to buy the field or buy the inheritance from Naomi and Ruth, in essence, he would have been obliged to provide for Naomi 
and for the child and, and everything. And Ruth. And, and Ruth. And then, you know, when the child grew up, he, give will, he, he will have to give him the land. That's right. Yeah. I just want to add, I, I remember reading some time ago that in New Testament times, that this was such a financial burden on people that the rabbis, so I read, I don't know if this is true, but the rabbis discouraged it. Which is not a godly attitude on his part, right? right I mean, right. he should be saying, this is my responsibility. This is my responsibility. I'm going to do it. But the or pro- at least saying to Boaz, hey, I'm more than happy to do this, but it seems like you're rather keen to marry her. Am yes. I reading that right? Yes. I think this guy's like, man, I'm so glad Boaz is around. Because <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't want to have my sandal taken off and get spit in the face, right? But now that Boaz, this is... Oh, a, that's what happened in Leverett Marriage, if you well, wouldn't. Well, back, according to Deuteronomy, that, right. that's what could have happened. Yes. But, but here we'll see an exchange of sandals, but it's going to be in a positive right. you know, way okay. that will take place. But uh, know about so-and-so, though, because so-and-so initially thinks he might be able to gain from this. Yes. And, and this, this shows the shrewdness of Bo, uh, the wisdom. I won't use shrewdness. I'll use wisdom. Of, of Boaz, because there's an inheritance to be redeemed, but there's also the matter of leverage marriage. The so-and-so doesn't yet know about the leverage aspect. You know, he just you know, knows about it. the field. He knows about the field. And he wants it. And he, he wants the field because, you know, he could buy it, get it, you know, provide for Naomi for, and Naomi may just have a few more years to live, but that's not going to, Naomi can't bear children. That's right. You know, t- uh, too. So he's saying, well, Naomi's going to die off and it's, it's all going to be mine. So it'd be a good deal for so him. So it'd be a yeah. good deal for him initially as Boaz approaches it, you know, to him. So Boaz very wisely, you know, he, he gets the elders, 10 men to sit down and, and, the, and he invites the relative to sit down here and, and just talks about the, the land initially. No, Naomi is about to sell the land. That's one way it could be translated. She's about to sell it because she needs money and, and everything. You're the nearest relative. It's for you. You know, you can pay off Naomi and give her what, you know, what, what she needs. And he thinks, hey, this might be a, you know, a good deal. I can get the land you know, at, at a fairly good price and just provide for Naomi a few more years. And then it's, it's done. It's mine. So he says, yes, yes, no, I'll do it. Verse 4, yeah, uh, I uh, will redeem it. I, I will redeem it. And then Boaz says, well, well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, so, there's so, more. <laughs> there, there, there's more, you know, too, because if you're willing to do the land, well, you know, this belonged to our brother Elimelech, you know, buy it in the presence of the people. But if you do that, you need to know that if you do that, you also have to bring up for the dead an heir, you know, for for their dead. And that's that's not Naomi. Naomi's too old for children, so who is that? Ruth the Moabitess. Ruth the Moabitess. Yeah. You know, too. And and here, you know, Ruth now with her relationship with Boaz, she's just been referring to herself as a as a servant of Boaz. Boaz has been relating to her as, as you know, my daughter and, and, and everything. But now let's go back again. Ruth the Moabitess. So, again, the wisdom of Boaz, you know. All right, this so, is great, but have you ever heard of a cliffhanger? Yeah, a cliffhanger, yeah. Well, we're going to have to have a cliffhanger at the end of, where are we, 4 or 5. And in this next episode, we'll pick up in 4 6 and see what this so-and-so, this unnamed close relative, 
We'll see what he says to not only buying the field, but raising up a child for Ruth and also taking care of now Ruth, the child, and Naomi. Naomi. All right? And in order to do all this, what do we need to do? Well, he would have to keep grace in focus. Thank you guys for that great discussion. Are you interested in finding other free grace believers just like yourself in your area? Well, you can do that by going to our website, faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. On our website, we have a church tracker. It's an easy-to-use map that will help you locate those other Free Grace churches that might be in your area. So come visit us at the website and take advantage of our free church tracker. It's at faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. There are a lot of costs involved in staying on the air. That's why we so much appreciate our financial partners. If you'd like to learn how to become one, you can find out more by going to faithalone.org. We would love to hear from you. Maybe you've got a question, comment, or some feedback. If you do, please don't hesitate to send us a message. Here's our email address. It's radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. On the next Grace in Focus, where in the Bible do they exchange sandals, and why do they do that? Well, we hope to see you next time as you tune in to find out. This is the Grace Evangelical Society. Until next time, let's keep grace in focus. The preceding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.